Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast of 1900 Hot Dog, the final form of American comedy websites. I'm Robert Brockway, and I'm wearing half a child sweatshirt. And with me is my partner in comedy and child sweatshirts, Sean Baby. Hi, I'm wearing a matching bird nest hat and 17 pairs of boots. And, and our guest, fashion. wearing only pineapple Zubaz. It's Michael Swain. A sweaty child himself. Hey, gentlemen, Michael Swain here. A real pleasure to have you back. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. I'm shaking your hand moistly. Mm. Real pleasure to have you whenever you're willing to be had. I'm rubbing my hands dry on very unusual barbarian pants. (laughs) That's some kind of, that's a mating dance for them, right? They're like bees. They communicate through dance. Exactly right. You know that language. I've heard. If you are wondering what the fuck we're talking about, we are doing a Barbarian Brothers episode. Uh, But before we get into that... I was just talking about Barbarian shit. We're doing a Barbarian Brothers episode? Yeah, it came up totally Uh, organically. I don't understand why you have to fit it into that little box. Barbarian Barbarian shit can just come up. See, I thought... I have like six days of research. Oh, Uh, I see. That's, yeah, that's like a the cool. very specific niche of barbarianism well, that, that is relegated to first brothers. First of all, look niches, look niches. Yeah, look uh, niches. And secondly, <laughs> um, I'm wildly unprepared for this, so get ready for gaffes <laughs> like that. That's exactly how I want you. Right. That's how I need you. I need you wildly unprepared at all times. I am an ambush podcaster, and it's how I do my best. <laughs> I feel so gotcha. Uh, before we start, do you want to plug anything so we can go out on some comedy genius like uh, like walrus noises or a slide whistle? <gasps> no slide whistle today. <laughs> yes, points. Um, yeah, sure. All my shit's on patreon.com slash smallbeans. Check it out. Uh this is news that I'm trying to communicate wherever I can for the sake of getting that sweet, sweet crossover audience. Our show one-upsmanship, the video games pod, if you're mostly in it for that one, that's switching over to the iHeartRadio platform and relaunching. So search oh, for nice. one-upsmanship and subscribe to the new version. PSA. I will do that. Yeah, You heard it here. That. Maybe first. Maybe, maybe first, second or third. depending on how this gets released. Could be first, yeah. I mean, or, I've told or if my you're just cool, ones. if you're really yeah. cool and you only stay here, that's right. Get all your news from what one nine hundred hot dog. Get all your <laughs> news from here. The world is a terrifying and confusing place. Don't act on it. Just have a simulacrum of the world as through the lens of hot dog. You know what it might be like. That's what I'm. All right. Well. All right. <laughs> today we. I'm Great sorry. Plug-in. We're getting right into it because I have five thousand words of notes. It's my favorite oh my holiday. God. It's Barbarian Day. All right. We're going to go right into it. We're going to be talking about the film career of the Barbarian Brothers. Uh, Swaim, I assume you know everything there is to know about the Barbarian Brothers. It's just, it's two brothers. It's just called Two Brothers. I know nothing about this. Uh, <laughs> did you listen Sean, to the other uh, shows we did? I'm e- I've even somehow missed that. I Well, okay. I listened to the one that was, a, is this a D&D game where we're Barbarian Brothers and we summon sets of twins? Very similar. Oh. franchises. That game no. was based on this game. <laughs> yeah, that, that game was an adaptation of this game okay. in podcast form. So that was Barbarians and Brothers, right? Which is legally yeah, that, a, a separate which is a legally entity. distinct <laughs> entity <laughs> from right. the barbari- from the Barbarian game, which okay, is gotcha. its own thing. No, so I've somehow missed every previous iteration of this bit and/or segment. So I'm That's totally perfect. blind. Yeah. 
That's exactly what we want. Last time, Sean brought in a barbarian brother, Ringer, uh, mm-hmm. Will Solari. He did fantastic. He, like, knew uh, them. But, yeah, he knew them personally, and I felt like he, that was cheating. Yeah, he was a sense. He did pretty well. He fucked these barbarian brothers. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, they had, they made love, the three of them. Uh, and those guys work as a team in every aspect, just like you and I are going to do, Mike. Oh, yeah, great. Oh, good. I like that. That is in my notes. Be ready for that to happen in Double Trouble. <laughs> and that's the movie we're talking about today. Uh, we, we are playing... Double Trouble, the 1992 action comedy and the movie Every Action Star of the 90s Made, which is a buddy cop movie where they play their own twin. Only this one stars... Can anybody guess which one this stars? I'm going to guess the Barbarian Brothers. Oh. That's a I Barbarian point. That. That Fuck yeah. Close. Yeah. Wait, so okay, we're I not, need you to keep... We're not together right now? We're opposed right now? No, no, no. We're... You're, you're twins. You're together in, in all respects. Uh <laughs> You still are vying for barbarian points, and I'm going to okay. need you to keep track of them because I sure. don't want to. Like a sibling I'm, rivalry. I'm not vying for a barbarian point right now, but if I am a police officer, what I'd like to do is take my police officer uniform and cut two thirds of it off so it's just barely covering my nipples and very, very short pants. Uh, also, I want to replace the standard issue shoes with some combat boots and my uh, police hat. I want it tilted to the side, three times smaller, and two bird nests. You do not get a barbarian point. You are not a police officer. That is just wildly inappropriate. I'm wearing only a giant square tin shield with little windows that show my nipples. I think you, you get, get a barbarian yeah, point. Yeah, he should have one. Yeah. All right, one, one. Okay. All right, to take new listeners in, the Barbarian Brothers were a pair of enormous twins and professional wrestlers who... Briefly had the strangest movie career in wrestling, which is a high bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbarian, uh, Brothers and Barbarians is a role-playing game where Michael Swaim and Sean Baby are the Barbarian Brothers. I'm going to take them through the major events of a Barbarian Brothers movie, Double Trouble. And they're, go- they're going to tell me what they want to do in that scenario. And I'm going to give them a Barbarian point if it matches up, if it's very Barbarian in spirit, or if I just like them. This is almost oh. barbarians to barbarians, like an apples to apples situation, right? Sussing out each other's wants and dreams. Yes, you should. You should sync up as barbarians by the end of this. Okay, it's like viewpoints. Yeah, you should. You ever do viewpoints yeah. in theater class? No. Is Where it? You'd all, you'd all stand in a circle. It's very cult-like. You'd all stand in a circle, and at a certain point, everyone was supposed to simultaneously run towards the center asking for <laughs> and fight conked heads no just oh like then that, that's not like this at all feed off each other's energy man huh. and try and do it over and over and over and over concentration that... camp like until you're in sync completely and you all do it at the same time so it's just like four hours of so that and everyone's crying trying to sync it up it's like an hour so it's a... yeah it's an hour okay. that sounds so it's a cult it's a cult thing yeah, it's it like, like a this. nightmare. You do it over like and over a- and over, and you just pretend with your friends. It's great, like this. Mm-hmm. That is that is how I would start a cult. That's day one of the cult. This is Let's our eleventh start to this podcast. We this is our eleventh reset. I think we got it this time. You're gonna convince us we're psychically linked by the end. Let's take it from the top. Welcome. Twelfth <laughs> oh, right. time. 
dug my own grave. We've reset, we've reset so many times. Uh, whatever we're doing, it's involving barbarians. It's involving brothers. Uh, are you ready to play Double Trouble? I charge to the center of the circle. Oh, fuck, Mike, where were you? Uh, we'll get there. Shit. I like the charge. You get a barbarian. <laughs> yeah, that's very barbarian-like. It's true. Breakfast Charging charge. is a barbarian move in mm. all scenarios, and it's better that you didn't think it through. I pillaged. Well, you didn't say it. You yeah, have to I say said it. steal shit. That's, yeah. All right. I'll get more in the spirit. All right. Let me set the mood, and then you will pick up your characters. As Way ahead know. of you. I kiss my twin brother. Oh, that's in here. Yep. All right. Uh, this is 1900 Hot Dog Presents, a perfectly accurate retelling of Double Trouble. A limo pulls up to a posh hotel. A cranky businessman greets his driver. You're late. Sorry, I'm Bob. I got a Seth Green vibe, but with... Hold on, this can't be right. But with less charm? Let me take your briefcase. He's pulled up short. It's chained to the businessman's arm. We drive the best way the 90s knew how, with a soundtrack of steel drums and overhead shots of the city. A funeral procession blocks the way, bringing the limo to a stop. Go around. We can't. Bob the driver turns around and smiles. It's your funeral. He shoots the cranky businessman dead. An elite team hustles out of the funeral procession to crack the briefcase open. Roddy McDowell, best known for playing Cornelius in Planet of the Apes, and then th this, I guess. <laughs> oh, poor Roddy. <laughs> withdraws a shining silver card from the briefcase. He smiles. Barbarian scene change. Maybe there's like a barbarian wipe, like a barbarian just crashes through. A jewelry mall, broken glass, high-end security systems beep and laser. A svelte, nimble, 280-pound cat burglar dances effortlessly between them. His huge sausage fingers crack the safe with delicate ease. He withdraws a shining silver card. He smiles. He takes off what looks that to be a virtual reality. That parallels us as twins. It does. He takes off what looks to be a virtual reality helmet to reveal... Peter Jade, a hulking he-man of sophistication and taste. Gentleman burglar, like James Bond decompressing in the void of space. Sean, baby, this is your meat vessel for the night, and it's time to pilot it. Oh, no. So I get the, the fancy well-to-do barbarian brother. That means Swaim is going to be like, <gasps> Am I like a, low a crazy class barbarian? folksy maniac. Working man barbarian? Steel <laughs> mill barbarian? You you both take a barbarian point for guessing the impossible. How could you have known that's what your two characters were? All right, all right. I'll, I'm going to have to change gears if I'm the fancy barbarian, but I, I'm here. You, you are the fancy, nimble, safe-cracking, gentleman-thief barbarian brother. I eat an entire accent. cigar. <laughs> exactly. Uh, before you vanish into the night, you leave your calling card. It's a clever allusion to your cat burglar alias. What is your calling card and alias? My fist through the marble floor. And uh, and what's your alias? What's your cat burglar persona? Oh, um, let's see. Night beef. <laughs> Take a barbarian point. Those oh, are both you. very good. Uh, no, the answer is you spray paint a crudely drawn cat, and your <laughs> alias is the cat burglar. Okay. You're just, <laughs> okay. <laughs> God bless you. You're doing your best. Right on the nose. <laughs> uh, you call the police to taunt them? 
which seems very zodiac for a cat burglar. It seems really taking the next step before getting that first one down when you're like, I'm the cat burglar. Now I'm really calling to the police. I'll give you a four minute head start. I mean, you heard all the alarms and you'll see this later when they open the store. But aha, I stole the card. I'm the cat. Well, I put it on the wall, but I'm the cat burglar. And if you can't guess it, I'll write it underneath. Uh, the police send their most hard-ass cop, who plays by his own rules, driving his beat-down muscle car. He does things his own way. I'm the muscle He's been car, worn down Please by be years brother. on the force. Please be my brother. Seen it all. His best years behind him. This job and the crippling alcoholism it brings whittled him down to a scraggly 280 pounds. He's yes. Dave Jade, the toughest, the toughest cop you know. Unless you know a lot of cops who can bench press a horse. So, Wayne, it's you. ACAM, all cops are barbarians. Then <laughs> <laughs> in this movie, yes, the That's best right. cops are. So I'm not the car, but I'm the next best thing. A human car made of meat. Great. I pilot this guy. You, yeah. Uh, your first task, uh, describe your policeman's outfit, which you will wear on every case in this movie and in the police station from now on. Also, describe your own partner. Um, outfit silk kimono. Ooh. And let's look at the board. Do we see silk kimono? Silk kimono. And then partner. X. Um, I'm going to just, no, (laughs) damn it. I'm going (laughs) to describe my partner as, uh, Pedro-esque from Napoleon Dynamite. No, it's T-Rex for sure. Oh, a living actual dinosaur? It's got to be. Um, a little, a little whirling cyclone in a cute felt cop uniform. Like Ooh, a sentient no tornado. barbarian. No, no barbarian points for that. You're getting the vibe wrong, but I, I like where your where your head is at. But this is a, the serious Barbarian Brothers movie until it forgets to do that. But sometimes it is. So it's so an eleven-year-old boy. It's a what dog. you are wearing. Is a child's Raiders sweater, uh, crop top, of course, skinny acid wash jeans, also child size, and your partner is a prostitute. Uh, fur oh, coat, God. gold gold platform shoes. Neither of you are undercover. She's just, uh, uh, she has two jobs. She's moonlighting as a prostitute and a, and a police officer. It's not explicitly said that she's a prostitute, but that is absolutely like she's dressed well, and outfitted like every every '90s prostitute. And you keep thinking they're going to be like, "Oh, she's undercover," but she wears that the whole time in this movie. Could okay. be an informant of some kind. Could be Grand Theft uh, no. Auto rules where she got in and you started speeding back and forth wildly, and she can't get out. No, it's she's a, a cop. Oh, oh, she's a cop. You right. go, you go into the police station like this and hang out. Well, okay. traditionally you're, you're in a Raiders Barbarian Brothers movie, the the costume designer is a madman. So at that, I mean, what are you going to do? So it's not clear whether she's moonlighting in either category or what. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of up to you, but they did dress her like that. And uh, yeah, she's just a cop right. and you're just a cop and you're doing your best. You are no storming up to the crime scene one four. When, okay. when a comically fat security guard asks, how do I know you're really police? What do you say? Um... Because of the way I suplex you and then suplex him. Ooh. Oh, you're definitely getting a barbarian yeah. point for that. <laughs> That's a barbarian vibe. That is, because that is very close. What you, what you do is you pull a gun on him and say, if we wasn't police, you'd be dead. Whoa. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why would they be dead? 
I, I don't know why the security guard. There's a million would be things dead. he could be that aren't police that wouldn't murder him. But it is more but that's, barbaric in the truest sense of the word. Just go and that's one mm-hmm. of the twenty tones I want you to remember that this movie will take. <laughs> okay. All right. Land All right. Action. Well, the the elevator's out. Your partner, uh, the prostitute, refuses to take the stairs. She can't do it in her gold platform shoes, which I guess she can't take off. So it's up to you to face your first enemy, stairs, and you defeat them. At the top, you find your brother, Peter. Oh, Peter. That, that was easy. <laughs> you, Peter, you called the police to taunt them and then waited for them to show up so you could fight them. <laughs> that was your plan as a, as a cat I burglar. I could have never expected my match, though. A worthy <laughs> yeah, opponent. You, you, think it, you think it's to meet up? It is not. You were both totally surprised. Uh, it's, you're, you're not playing the cat and mouse game right. You're playing like cat and wild boar loose in a supermarket. <laughs> uh, it's time for more mind games. Sophisticated gentleman mind games. Peter, how do you greet your brother? I'm Peter, right? Wait, yeah, who's yeah, Peter? Sean. Um, <laughs> Sean is Peter. You are Dave. Dave, Jade. I say, um, I stole the car. I, what are you doing here, brother? Man, That's pretty fine. close. Okay. Uh, but you forgot to follow that up by immediately faking your own death. Oh, uh, that, wouldn't yeah. have, that wouldn't have occurred to me. Yeah, you pretend to fall off of the building. Your brother freaks out. Uh, <gasps> Dave, Swaim. You just found out your brother is alive. You haven't seen each other in years. How do you respond? Uh, I, I sense a whiff of a womb most familiar. Is that how this guy talks? This is what I'm getting so far from It his could list. be. I mean, you'd have to say it. In a, like I, once they did an I, Italian I, accent. Someone said a like Brooklyn tried to accent do... at one point. I sensed a whiff of a womb most familiar. My very brother here. Do not. Pretty close. Do not kill yourself. Call, hey, Joker, call Suicide Prevention Hotline. I give him, like, good, sober advice. He's my brother. Oh, I take a barbarian yeah. point away for that. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to take one away, but you're definitely not getting one. Because right. what you actually Too do fine. is shoot him. Shoot him. <laughs> Great. Uh, you just word, you wordlessly shoot him. You know what's amazing uh, not about a warning. the barbarian? What does get barbarian points is after you say it, it's so obvious that that was the one you, and only true solution. Yep. Right. You you will get there though. You will start to sync up sink in. with with yeah. this logic. You'll you'll get that barbarian logic down. Everybody does. By the end of the podcast, you'll be nailing these left and right. Uh, <laughs> it's not a warning shot. You actually hit him. You shoot your brother. Uh, maybe he's dead. You go to check and find that no, he has actually flung his big angry ape of a body off of the building uh, for real this time. He repelled twenty stories in about two seconds. And landed expertly in a waiting Ferrari to peel out into the night. Very barbarian. I mean, pretty. That's pretty how a barbarian, barbarian would do, gentleman thief. Yeah. Like, I. That um, is how you would smash, gentleman thief. I have a backseat filled with spaghetti. Just, just wanted to let everyone know. I cooked a in lot a Ferrari, of spaghetti. In a Ferrari, it's it's in the trunk, which is up front, mm-hmm. rear 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 engine. But the engine also runs on spaghetti, so I got spaghetti both both ends. Well, that's Italian cars. Anybody could guess that. Spaghetti both ends, or a, a lady of the tramp, ends. as I call it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they call that barbarian brother double team. Yeah, the Alan Dave, 
Dave the cop, Swaim, you are typing up this incident report using your two huge fingers like baby's fists on the keyboard. Sure. Uh, barbarian fashion check, weird style. How do you describe this cat burglar? How do I describe them in the report? Yeah. Um, handsome, older man, chiseled physique, scent of a womb most familiar. <laughs> <laughs> type it. You got to type it in the Brooklyn oh, accent, I, of course. I pack it. Oh, there's sorry, just a box sorry. to check. If, if they're from the same womb on the police report, you could just... Tick that this box. is a legitimate guess as to how a bad barbarian movie might handle it, but like, guy most mysteriously handsome that I ever did see, but boy, his punches packed a heck of a wallop. I hope we catch this guy. <laughs> now, what you what you do say instead is that he was a seven foot tall Chinese man with Billy Idol hair. Right. Wow. I almost said something about a man bun, which is kind of no. That's not even Billy. I'm telling you, this movie is so weird. But you're starting. You're starting to get there. Yeah. Uh, You say that so that nobody will know it's your twin brother. You're still kind of protecting him. Oh, But that was the best lie you could come up with, I guess. Yeah, it's like in the twilight of fact, where fact meets fiction. That's viable. Sure. When if you watch the Olympic basketball, like the Chinese basketball team does have like. 15 seven footers like they don't have they don't play a point guard it's just like five seven footers stacked on top of each other it's a very very unique uh, basketball style i thought we were talking alligators okay they they, they do usually field one alligator but that's in lacrosse footers, chinese rules man i think i mentioned chinese that on the podcast once that that uh yao ming was the product of like a eugenics program where they took the world's tallest man and married him to the uh best lady basketball player but right that, and i meant to fact check that in, in case it was yeah, did you intensely get problematic that? did we have that fact yeah, check? it might be intensely problematic but uh uh i, I could do that right now while, while you're doing barbarian stuff Yao all right ming eugenics wow that auto completed <laughs> so much fan art that's weird <laughs> Uh, Yao Ming, the basketball giant made in China by order of the dot, dot, dot. That's from an Australian uh, sports website. Uh, well, Disco- Discover magazine said uh, I'm Yao not going to just trust a, the Australian sports website to not be problematic. I'm uh, sure every every single article has a C word in the head. Thorough fact checking, not very barbarian. Can I just point out? So yeah, I, that's true. Preliminary, yeah, that's true. I probably shouldn't look into it, but preliminary. Yeah. Google seems to think on the front page, but I also could be getting the the bad results. So I'm not clicking through any of these to verify. All right, well, let's table this for now and just go on believing that Yao Ming is a eugenics giant uh, built to destroy us all. I guess. Yeah, it worked Most out. He's a great us. basketball player. Yeah. I mean, a hell of a lot all right. of us. Terrific job, science. Swaim, Dave. Your partner just left to see a stool pigeon about something about something. Mm-hmm. So she's already dead. Uh, you know that. <laughs> your, your fellow officers razz you by getting you a tiny kitten on account of the cat burglar you didn't catch. You bring it home to your clapboard apartment. And uh, how do you take care of this cat? How do you do that? <laughs> I, I pause, stare into the middle space for a second suddenly realizing how I'm going to solve an intricate plotting problem in the third act of my mystery novel. Yes! Brockway, I'm feeling good about this one, dude. Oh, man, you're going to need... 
I, I know I haven't explained this to you, and I won't, but you're going to need those barbarian points. You've got to get Frazier. this together. I Devo Frazier. <laughs> All right. Shit. Okay. How do I what? What was the question? I'll improv. How do you take answer. care of a little cat forced on you as a joke out of spite? Uh, I throw it into the aquarium and say, eat up. Now I'm hmm. Arnold for some reason. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll give you a barbarian, barbarian point for that. It's... It's a it's a one a little out of pity, but you're you're back on track. Uh, what you actually, what you actually do is you feed the cat baby food, and then you pour a full bag of cat litter in your kitchen sink. Uh, then you go to lift weights in the dark while sad flamenco music plays. You scream nonstop, and it is heavily implied that your neighbor masturbates to it. Oh, so longer answers is what I mean. Um, that's oh, that's I, if it. you could get anything in spirit of that. Yeah. Like if you would just Any said, piece of that. uh, lift weights in like the, the dark. kitten, kitten is kind of like a baby as like a baby of the cat world. So yeah. maybe I feed it a baby. Like I would give you that. That's point. good for a point. I see. Okay. All right. We are doing the, the, this feels like a different montage. wavelength than the other barbarian movies. If I'm being honest, it is. It's I find myself changing wavelength. gears again. Yeah, this is going to throw you off. Now, this came between The Barbarians and Twin Sitters. Okay. Oh, that uh, it was 1992. It. So it's, it's uncertain. Like, maybe this was their chance at mainstream success, or maybe that they, they were trying to make some concessions here. Uh, they didn't, and it's completely crazy, but in a different <laughs> way, as you will see. Uh, yeah. okay. uh, we're doing the, like, different lifestyle twin montage right now. Right. So Peter is lifting weights to sad flamenco music while sort of abusing a cat and helping his neighbor masturbate. Peter, how are you lifting weights? Oh, I've got a very, very uh, fancy weightlifting machine, but uh, two like bikini ladies on either side of it. So I'm like pumping iron on a, on a, on a fitness machine with ladies on the side while um, a butler arrives with a, a delicate little um, hors d'oeuvre. Okay, you definitely take a barbarian point for that. See, this is what I mean. It's close, and you'll understand. What you are actually doing is lifting an actual full-size ballerina balancing on your palms. Oh, that's close. Uh, you, you, also, you do this in your mansion, you're right, uh, listening to soft rock, drinking champagne. You then show the ballerina a diamond that you've stolen. Uh, you drop it down her shirt and dive in to find it. What is nice. the movie's premise? <laughs> The classically You're a successful uh, burglar? busty like ballerina. You're, are you like a Bruce Wayne burglar? Is that what I'm picking up here? Sort of. It feels okay. like it's mashing together every sort of gentleman thief trope, but hasn't actually seen any gentleman truly thief a rich, movies. Rich as hell, gentleman. Okay. So do I get the diamond back, or does we just? Well, we we tastefully niches. cut look away niches. because mm. you you were just gonna have to maul that woman to get it back, yeah. and she might not survive it. Like, Did she, you check you the just, credits to see if she survived? Uh, I will not. That's just knowledge I don't need in my head to get okay. through my day. I, th I think this movie is uh, in, I'm assuming, in memory of that actress. Yeah, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Because you were, again, she was your weights. You were just lifting her in right. your palm. Uh, so, no, I'm, she does not. Also, hey, speaking of who's dead, it's your partner. <laughs> uh, my, my partner or the... No, no, uh, Dave's partner. Oh. It, oh, it's, yeah. it's Dave's partner. We knew she was going to die, and she did. Oh, I she see. definitely it's been did. Paid off. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Uh, She's not the ballerina, is she? I didn't do it. I was tired from. No, she was the prostitute. Attention. Well, yeah, but I just in, in well, I thought maybe she was undercover as my ballerina, and weight system. Uh, you're confusing me and <laughs> angering me. So take a barbarian point for that. <laughs> Thank you. I just, no, I think it's two definitely, seven. Definitely, how you're doing? Got to step up your game. I really do. All right. All you know, Dave, is that the informant she was going to meet with worked for Kent Construction. Uh, that, and they planted heroin on your partner and they put a bullet through the back of her head Whoa. to make it look like she was crooked or something. And uh, that jerky cop, you know how jerky he was mm-hmm. that he got you a kitten like all jerks do? Uh, he says, ha, who knows? Maybe the whore was dirty. Whoa. And uh, what's your response to that, Dave? Um, I'm going to beat the crap out of you after I go feed the caged ballerinas in my backyard that my brother, the gentleman thief, will be picking up later. <laughs> Take a barbarian point for that. All right. Very good. Back on track. You immediately punch him 50 feet in the air, and he lands in some swings. Oh, I guess Popeye there was a playground style. next to right. this abandoned train yard huh. that he lands in. Uh, it is very goofy. We've gone from heroin whore execution to Bugs Bunny in less than a second. I feel like he should have punched him into something dirty and said something like, now who's dirty? Or something. Right? Like, like a swing. It more sense. Yeah. Just Maybe punch him into some quicksand? That'd be fun. Especially since this is like an abandoned uh, like train yard. So there's... Why, are, why is there a playground? It's just that they wanted to punch somebody into some swings, and so they did. Here's an idea. He tears his head off, and then it cuts to him at his apartment lifting weights, and then it pans over, and his head is in the sink filled with kitty litter. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and the cat's doing the little pyramid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the cat is shitting right on that decapitated head. And the neighbor is masturbating. Absolutely. Furiously. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, there's a cat shitting on a human head in there. All right, Peter, you were caught on camera intentionally, but for reasons that are never explained and immediately forgotten. Uh, This is so the bad guys can know who you are uh, very quickly because we just need that to happen. That's good writing. Uh, They're after you, but you're too busy cat burgling, Mm -hmm. calling the cops, and specifically requesting your brother this time, (laughs) which they do. Okay. They they will honor requests for specific cops. Little known fact about 911. You... (laughs) Set a trap for him this time. What is it? Let's see. Uh, I know he's got great strength because he's got my size and DNA. Uh, So it needs to be uh, something that will puzzle him, not something that will like (laughs) glue him to something. For example, he would break right out of that. So uh, I need to set up a riddle. So uh, I'm going to have some sort of a robot machine ask him questions uh, on top of a trap door. And so when he gets stumped by the questions, the trap door will open and he'll drop in uh, to a bunch of snakes. He hates snakes, um, but not me because uh, I'm opposite him. So that's my plan. Robot Zoltar machine asking him riddles on top of a trap door leading to a snake pit. I will give you credit because it's complicated yet somehow stupid and also impossible. Uh, all facets of the real plan, which is that you pull electrical conduits out of the wall okay they they are actually cords as we all know sure uh and you fashion them into a snare you somehow rig a light socket like like from a light bulb 
to power this this snare like a pulley. Okay. And uh, set it up in front of the door, ready for your brother, and you immediately get caught in it yourself. Okay. Like a spider in its own web. <laughs> this is like Chad Stahelski meets Michelle Gondry. It's I, how I like dare you vibe. taunt me, brother? Yeah. Dave, you just found your brother a meat pinata. What do you do? Um, God, I keep fucking these these entrances up. I feel like I've got to make it look like he put up a fight, right? So the way I'm looking at it is <laughs> I can finally prove my dominance in the sibling rivalry, maybe beat some barbarian points out of this sucker under the guise <laughs> of helping smooth things over. But I'm like, but listen, bro, you know, you got, it's got to look like you took a punch. It can't, you can't just be looking fresh as a daisy here. And uh, I beat this pinata, Robert. I beat this pinata good. Take a barbarian point. <laughs> All right. That's great. You didn't overthink it. I gave you meat pinata, and you beat the meat I pinata. I went for exactly what you put in front of me. There you go. That's sometimes I, that's what this movie wants you to do. I should you warn you both, I am filled with 14 pounds of spaghetti. <laughs> that's technically, All if it's a meat sauce, yeah. that's a meat pinata. So you punch him in the face, uh, throw him in jail. You point out that every one of his cellmates wants to kill you and therefore him because he looks like you. Then you whistle to get their attention and laugh as they swarm your brother. Uh, but now the celebration's over. Sad, bulky flamenco is back. You're really sad your partner died. And now your hard-ass chief, played by James Duhon on a bad weekend. Uh, <laughs> I believe his first line is, Sorry my voice is so messed up. I spent all weekend yelling at assholes. So like he, he apparently something is going on, on in his life with a need for a rewrite. Yeah, <laughs> they wrote in there. Anyway, he tells you you just can't punch a fellow officer fifty feet into some swings. Looney tuning an <laughs> officer is against the rules. Oh, hmm. You're a damn good cop, but this is your last chance. That's how this scene always goes. Sure, you're a damn good cop. It's your last chance. Meet your new partner, a total weenie named Whitney Regan. He's a huge dork. He often takes pratfalls. Maybe he's the comic relief, but both of you are also comic relief, so three comic reliefs. Can't be wrong. I mean, three amigos. Now, three stooges. meet your new partner. Mm -hmm. Again. That's right, we're going back twice. You're getting, you're getting another new partner. He opens the door for your other new partner. Like, <laughs> what you know that... You know that trope where the cop movie is like, you don't want a partner. I don't want a partner. But then you're getting it anyway, and it's something wacky. It's a fucking dog. It's a jive-talking yeah. robot. This movie figured, what if we just kept doing that? <laughs> oh, my God. That is your double trouble. <laughs> Two partners over here. It's your second now new partner. Now you've got to try on hats. Increasingly strange hats for 30 minutes. <laughs> this one's in a cast. That's a story. There's a story in that. It's implied. You gotta ask him about it. I gotta know uh, who, this, who this third partner is. No, you gotta guess. Can you guys guess who the partner is? Oh, I feel like this is his his scene. So, and plus, I already guessed T Rex earlier in the film. Oh, that's true. You did guess T Rex. Uh, take a barbarian point. It is sort of a T Rex. Oh, wow. Swim. So you want to finish that? Oh. Um, well, I just finished Forbidden West, so I all I can say is robot T-Rex. Is it a robot T-Rex? No, on, it is. 
Your brother. Oh, <laughs> it's your own brother. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, Pete, you have evidence on some money laundering some guy did, and until you can get to it, you two are partners. Well, that's, that's there seems like this is double the trouble. But there's this some is... kind of weenie in betweeny, right? There's a, there's, what's his name? Whitney right, Regan? Whitney Regan. You've Whitney also Regan. got a, also you've partner. also got a weenie. Okay. And, uh, he's there to also watch pete i guess uh it's unclear what happened in this whole script or scenario at this point <clears throat> pete you say you have to pee and whitney accompanies you to the bathroom it's time for an antic or perhaps a shenanigan what is your antic all right now my gut says i have a comically large penis that shocks whitney but uh the writer in me says this needs a little step it needs a twist so reverse it he, the little weenie, has just a gigantic monster hog, and I'm shocked when I see it. I believe Whitney Regan does have a monster hog just by the way he carries himself. Like, there's something about his stride mm. that's like pelvic problems, you know? But, uh, no, that's not the bit. Uh, the bit is you go to retire to the stall. Okay. Uh, you rig the toilet using parts a toilet definitely does not have so that it sounds like you're taking a nonstop horse piss. And then you sneak out the window, get caught by your brother, for some reason sneak back in the window so that Whitney doesn't realize. Then you fall in the toilet. Whitney sees you after you've fallen in the toilet and you say... Uh, surf's up! <laughs> Take a barbarian point for that. That's great. Thanks. Now what you say is... Uh, uh, you, you, know, you, know how much, you know how much... You know how much you shake it? Like the last drop goes down your leg? What? That's what I say? That's what you say. <laughs> that's the end of that scene. I don't know if it was improv, but like that's how that scene ends. And it's, wow, that's very strange. It's a very I'll never get on this wavelength. Beat. Yeah, but, uh, one of 20 tones. You've got to... you got to pick one of 20 tones that we're using here, and you got to pick them at the right moments. All right. Philip Chamberlain, that's Roddy McDowell, the bad guy. He owns the diamond company that you were robbing, Peter. Uh, it's the man you have evidence on. Now it's time to bust him. But first, you need to stop by your house to change clothes. Oh, this is You know what that part. means. Oh, yeah. Uh, right? All right. Um, Not let's... yet. Oh, God damn it. You're interrupted. You go to pull into the driveway and there's a Jeep full of bikini models. Okay, I'm listening. That's it. It has no oh. bearing on anything. They pull away. Uh, I guess they were sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> Just had a Jeep full of McKinney models. That's the kind of thing that happens to you. I think the and director me. might have given some uh, hot ladies a party. He's like, oh, you girls, I'll give you a speaking part in my movie. Uh, maybe not a speaking part, but a bikini part. You want to be movie stars. <laughs> You will just never predict where this movie is going. Uh, your mansion has been trashed, Peter, but you still, your priority is on changing those clothes. So now it's a barbarian fashion check. Okay. Uh, I want to incorporate my fanciness. So I want a tuxedo with tails, but uh, with my abs exposed. Uh, also, it's gold lame. Uh, the pants do not go with it. The pants are uh, made of at least 75 colors. Uh, they're tucked into thigh-high vinyl boots, um, flight goggles, and uh, six bandanas. On Just on my head alone, 25 elsewhere. <laughs> uh, 
That's perfect, and I'm I am certain that is a an outfit they wore while actually wrestling at some point, or just to the dentist. I don't know. It's what I'm wearing right now. Oh, sweet. Uh, Dave, fuck up. it, you're changing too. Barbarian fashion check. Oh, um, <laughs> is he at my house changing using my closet? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we're the same size, so yeah, whatever you want. A jangling ghillie suit of. Ooh records strung together uh just copies of you spin me right round baby right round all over my I have, body I have clacking those. against each other yeah there was a there was an overprint and we got a box real cheap at a yard sale perfect uh <laughs> you know what take a barbarian point great. for that that's great the armor was a good instinct and, yeah. and hey fuck it let's get whitney in on this too he's gonna change into a new outfit that <laughs> let's say he is uh Sparkly galoshes. Uh, he's wearing a turtle for a hat. It's still alive, but cooperating. <laughs> what? what? Uh, he <laughs> he's wearing a trench coat and nothing else. Okay. Uh, no, none of that happens. Peter, you just change into a huge suit. Uh, you look like the guy that David Byrne's suit from Stop Making Sense sure. was actually designed for. Like it, it just kind of fits. Okay. I do like uh, when Dave, the, when giant wrestlers are in suits because they sort of look like gorillas. Yeah, it's great. It, it it looks like it shouldn't be happening, and you're kind of waiting for it to tear away at some point to reveal like a speedo. Yeah, like a battle, like a battle speedo. It just looks like a trick. Like they're like, hey, yeah. gorilla, you didn't think you could actually infiltrate this human building, did you? It's like when Dave Batista is in a movie. Yeah, as anything except for Dave Batista. <laughs> you're like, uh, no one's gonna well, mention that there's actor. a gorilla here. <laughs> you're a great actor, but you're, I mean, let's be real. You're seeing you're going to throw somebody through a table, right? <laughs> like this, that's where they the scene is going. sign language I heard? That's a thing? Do some sign language. <laughs> Ooh, lasers, Say something deep. Look out, lasers. Say something about life. <laughs> All right, Dave, you're hungry. You grab a snack. What is mm-hmm. it? That's going to be a fistful of Slim Jims on a Kaiser roll. Oh, that's definitely that's definitely a barbarian point because you did get the fistful. You got mm-hmm. the fistful. Sure, right? that's the most important uh, component. Yeah, you're shoveling fistfuls of unmixed protein powder into your face straight from the jar. It's, so, it's even <laughs> it's more not, basic it's not even and played as comedic than I ever think. Yeah. yeah, it's not even like played for comedic. It it just happens in like a pan over that we never yeah. comment. That was on. the actual craft service on that movie for sure. Yeah, it might be just what you it's were doing. It's as mundane in my <clears throat> life as a jeep full of bikini models. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a spaghetti An attacker. <laughs> yeah, you are. An attacker leaps from the closet. He knocks out Whitney. He has a gun. What do you guys do, the two of you? Uh, Ooh, I grab one arm, he grabs the other. We tear him <laughs> vertically in half. Quarter this guy. Well, half this guy. Uh, yeah, both take a barbarian point for right. that. That's good barbarian thinking. It's not what happens... We switch to Looney Tunes now, and uh, you both grab part of a rug, and you shake it so that he falls over, and then you pull him, like, 50 feet across the room with it, and now we switch again to a hard-ass detective movie, and you hook him up to an electric muscle stimulator and switch it to overdrive and then start torturing him. And when you're done... uh, I'm going to leave you in this for seven years until you're a good fight for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's how we were made that's how you're gonna be made 
When you're done, Dave, you set an impossible amount of weights on him, and you guys just leave him there. Uh, speaking that speaking do of it. leaving him there, uh, do you guys ditch Whitney? Oh, yeah, I had already completely Whitney forgotten who? about him. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck yeah, you ditch that nerd. What a nerd. <laughs> take the, the cat? platform shoot. Oh, no, that's the nerd. See, I've even forgotten who Whitney <laughs> is, dude. <laughs> He's the one with the enormous dick, but uh, he doesn't know how to use I it. I remember that prostitute. They were great. Who Whitney? I have no yeah, idea. they're dead. Yeah, miss that prostitute. Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe the only woman in this movie. Right. <laughs> She's dead in five minutes. What about the bikini girls? <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. I, no, they did get along. See, I forgot yeah, Whitney, but a, I remember uh, the bikini girls and the implied female gaze that the whole film is clearly written through. Yes, of course. This yeah, is a movie for true. the ladies. The Virginia Woolf in the room of it all. Women love musclemen and maniacs. It's like Playgirl magazine. This is this is these barbarians are here for ladies. Women hate feeling safe right. in your personal space. That's right. uh, you've arrived at Chamberlain's building, the the Diamond Building. Uh, Dave, you handcuff your brother, an enormous muscle beast, exactly like you in every way, to your rickety old steering wheel, and then you stealth into the building, only to have the drop got on you. It got on you. Oh. One of the bodyguards pulls a gun. And you're gonna die. Only a mysterious stranger saves you at the last minute. Who is it? Gotta go with my brother, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's yeah. your brother. <laughs> Amazing. All right, Almost Peter, you there. saved the day. Peter, you saved the day. Let's do a barbarian fashion check. What are you wearing? Uh, let's see. I got out of the handcuffs by taking off all my clothes. So I'm just wearing a Speedo, and I'm handcuffed to an entire engine block with the steering wheel attached. Take a barbarian point. You can both take a barbarian point since you got that right. Uh, yeah, you're wearing a huge suit and a steering wheel. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you need to invade the penthouse now to get to Chamberlain or the information. Uh, it's guarded by armed men, though. How do you get past the front door, the both of you? I um, stick oh, my steering wheel into the nearest uh, television to, like, take over the uh, security system. <laughs> like, I'll drive this building off a goddamn I, cliff if yeah. I don't clear I, this room. <laughs> and, Swaim, how do you assist this play? Uh, I'm going to put my arm tenderly around his shoulder, uh, let tears come to my eyes and say, you know, we're not so different after all, you and I. I, I really want to change my, my rule about taking barbarian points away. <laughs> no. Okay, what you guys do is you go and find the building's doorman. You knock him unconscious. You put sunglasses on him. And then you carry oh, him around. Yeah, you do. You pretend, you pretend to talk to the bad guys through the peephole while working him with one hand like a human Muppet. And it works. Great. Fantastic. The door is open. Peter... You attack first. Let's go. What do you do? Oh, I um, ram the steering wheel up his ass and use that to pilot him. Uh, <laughs> Good instincts. Uh, no, you throw the doorman like a puppet That's javelin, completely destroying him. Swim, I believe you. Take a barbarian. Right, <laughs> Seven thirteen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you easily murder most of the others, but the rest of the bodyguards flee over the side of the building, instantly repelling 20 stories down into a waiting car again. <laughs> nice. That's just 
that's something people do when they uh, they don't want to be in a place anymore. But, okay, so they're going to get away. Peter, you have a plan. What is it? Well, I know it has nothing to do with this fucking steering wheel. This thing has been useless. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, if we could get those bikini girls back in the Jeep, we could follow <sighs> them in that. Brilliant. So um, I'm going to whistle out the, uh, the window uh, and... And call the babes. Um, I suppose I should take babe my shirt summon. off. I'll, I'll summon classic babes. Classic babe summon. Shirtlessly summon babes. That's what. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. If you, I would give you a point if you could slam your pecs together and make the gong sound that we've determined that would make. But uh, yeah, we don't have our soundboard, and you didn't call it. Uh, what you instead do is you rip an enormous satellite dish loose from the roof and you throw it like a frisbee across the parking lot, 20 stories down, obliterating the car holy shit. like an angry giant. I, yeah, holy shit. I'm That's like superhero Really stuff. embarrassed I didn't think of that. That's awesome. However, despite the fact that their car has been completely destroyed, they flee anyway. It's time for a car chase. Wait. We don't have a car. Wait. Did, I do have a steering forget? wheel. No, you don't. God, the no, steering wheel right. is gone. No steering wheel. I was Somehow. just drive my brother. <laughs> yeah, well, See, you remembered. Shit. You remembered through this whole bit that you had the steering wheel handcuffed to you. Mm -hmm. You don't. The filmmakers uh, did not? No, you do not. You forgot the steering wheel somewhere. Okay. Uh, Dave, you naturally blame Peter for this. Uh, Peter, how do you respond to this in your, in your eyes unjust blame? Whew. Uh, I'm going to say a punch to the face. No, no, no. A barbarian lift. Uh, I will always reward a lift. That's an easy cheat code. You get a <laughs> barbarian point for that. You're keeping track of these, right? I told you to keep track. I of think them. so. It's very uh, important. 714. Ah, oh, nice. I have 14. No, you, well, you respond. That's right. Wow. <laughs> so do you just lied? You just lied that you were keeping track? All right. Uh... <laughs> No, Dave, Dave, you blame Peter for forgetting the steering wheel. Peter, you say, if I hadn't a clubbed that guy with that steering wheel, you'd be in the ghost police. The ghost police? <laughs> sure. Wow. I got it. Yeah. Nice I cannot get on the wavelength for this movie. But did, did, did he actually club someone with the steering wheel? Or does that just happen off camera? Yeah, oh, yeah okay. he clubbed someone. That's how he saved. I, I skipped over that part, ah, but that is how he... He saved, well, you saved him when the bodyguard got a drop on him at the start. Clubbed him with the steering wheel. Okay. Uh, anyway, it seems like it's a bust, but luckily, Peter, you stole a blasting cap from Chamberlain's apartment. <laughs> you found the steering wheel again. Uh, you hooked it back up. You're driving away. You have this clue, and uh, you talk about it briefly. What do you do with the clue? Uh, the, so I have a clue? Where yeah, you have a blasting cap. cap. Oh, that you stole from Chamberlain's apartment. That's the clue. That's the clue. Okay, well then, they're at the, the quarry. I mean, is that... Oh, you tried to solve a case. No, you do not That's, get a barbarian no point for that. God uh, damn it, I blew it already. Yeah, what, what you do is you throw it out the window, exploding a passing car. Yes. <laughs> I was going to eat it. <laughs> oh, you would have definitely got a point for that. So, surprise eating something is a strong barbarian move. All right, you are back at Peter's house, and your prisoner, the guy that you just stacked weights on and assumed would die, uh, has been murdered, but not by you, and you're upset about that. Oh, I was uh, going to do Dave, that. 
Yeah, I guess you were saving that. Dave, you really need to know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter, you're sick of answering questions. What do you guys do? Um, uh, wrestle? We, yeah, could we chest bump so powerfully as brothers that it creates a an echolocating shockwave like detective mode in the Arkham games and reveals clues around us? I believe we did something like that in the bonus episode. If not, maybe sure. we just should have. Uh, you can both take a barbarian point for that mm. for wrestling in the the shockwave peck slam. Uh, it is time for a house destroying brother brawl. Finally, in in every movie, in every movie, this happens. Uh, okay, Peter, you or Dave, you body surf your brother down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you two explode out the front door into the street, uh, where Dave, you smash his head in somebody's car door and then the both of you hop in the back seat of an older couple's car as they drive by all the while you continue trading blows okay roll switch all right whoa swaim you're the old lady what do you have to say about this development and and their parents are coming home early from their trip abroad this isn't going to go well. I think a cleaning montage might be in order. Hell yes. You take an old lady point. <laughs> right. Honey, how come you never do that with me anymore? That's also good. Get an old man point. You can take a weary husband point. Uh, what the old lady actually says is, Ah, that's so huge. There are men wrestling in the backseat of our car. Oh, Sean, with, if the, you're the weary husband. Okay, if that's the setup, then my... Then my line is, "Oh, what are you hopping about this time?" Oh God damn it! You get a you get an old man point and a barbarian point for that because that is exactly accurate. What you say, despite the fact that two huge men have carjacked the back half of your car, your whole car is rocking mm-hmm. with the blows of titans. You turn to your wife and go, "Ah, shut up!" Yep, yep that supersedes everything. I just cannot stand this woman talking. You can't process the information. It's just the quality of hearing that her voice is on. You just instinctively tell her to shut up. Yep. It's great. This fight is not over, gentlemen. Uh, You get back out of the car. You punch each other all the way to the dog park where you greet a local woman walking her dog. You wrestle your way downtown and into a china shop where you destroy everything to cartoon sound effects. You brawl into an alley, both disheveled, and just kind of comparing face punches like in They Live mm-hmm. until it's a tie. You both fall over, exhausted, like half the town destroyed. You start giggling, you're best friends now, and you go out for lunch. Oh. This is how you made up. We're too evenly matched. Yeah. What a day. You're like twins or something. It's a living. It's good to be brothers again. At the burger place that you go for lunch, uh, it's revealed you guys actually have a tragic backstory. Dave, what's your tragic backstory? Our parents were frozen to death on a fancy trip to Antarctica, a cruise-type deal that ran aground. And um, they got so freeze-dried and dehydrated in a flash freeze that they were shipped back to us ground into a fine powder in a big bucket of protein powder. (laughs) We accidentally ate our folks. Earlier in the film, we ate them. That's what you were seeing. (laughs) All right, yeah. You can get a barbarian (laughs) point for that. That's extremely... I told you. I I told you straight up. I'm not going to go back on it. Just surprise eating something. Sure. 
strong move. What is it but an esophageal uh, lift? <laughs> and that, that attitude is going to serve you well in the bonus episode. Uh, no, Dave explains the backstory. He says, Dad had old timers. It turned him into Ronald Reagan. He couldn't remember nothing. And then one day, I guess he couldn't remember to wake up. Oh, oh my God. Must have forgot that. <laughs> That's so tragic in every Never direction. <laughs> uh, he calls it old timers. Old timers. Yeah, that's like what, I don't know, post-apocalyptic. That's like in the road, they'd call it old timers. Mm-hmm. Yes. I guess he couldn't remember to wake up. So just a heartbroken beast mourning a tiny bird. I thought he was my friend. <laughs> Peter, like you hands. are sick. <laughs> Peter, you're sick of this junk food. You take your brother to a fancy restaurant, both dressed in MC Hammer style suits, except it fits perfectly. And you see Chamberlain having lunch with Kent of Kent Construction, who the uh, the stool pigeon worked for him. Okay. You follow him to a private gym. The security guard tries to stop you. Dave, you flash your badge. He nods you along. Peter, you come in the room a second later. What do you say? Uh, it's got to be something crazy. So I can't say, like, I'm with him. Um, God. God damn it. I'm completely stumped what would happen here. Uh, could I hit him with the steering wheel? I feel like you're trying to trick me by saying, what do you say? I'm going <laughs> to hit him with the steering wheel. take a barbarian point for that. It's universal yeah. language. Steering wheel to the face. <laughs> I'll give you that because it's a, it's a setup and delivery that doesn't that defies what you would think of as a conventional setup and delivery so i'll i'll, I'll get you that okay one. uh what you actually say is excuse me but did i just go in there Oof. and the security guard nods I you guess... follow your brother through the door but we linger on the security guard for a beat does he do a double take oh i hope he pulls out like a bottle of liquor and looks at it and then shakes his head like no more of this and then throws <laughs> it over his shoulder he does not. He just goes back to work. Oh. Okay. That's that's a reaction too. <laughs> Don't try to pin down this movie. It's also super we'll never get expectations it. in its own way. It's so slippery. All right, Kent meets with a man in the sauna. Dave, you recognize him as Councilman Leonard Stewart. Uh, he retires to a tanning booth, so you two hugely trap him in it and crank the heat up. And then put on your wrestler voices and tell him you're going to make his life hell. Uh, we cut to him later sunburned and he is trying to change back into street clothes. He opens his locker to see the dire threat you've left for him. What did you do? Uh, who's answering? Either. Both. Either both. Oh, okay. We dismembered a cat. I was going to say cat inside out. So I think yeah. we're already aligned. Yeah, on we're on cat. the same wavelength here. You, yeah, you can, you're lining up, you're lining up and you're getting the barbarian mindset down. You can both take barbarian points for that, but it is not what happened. Uh, You mauled his suit like a bear would, (laughs) and uh, you drew a child's hangman picture with the word you under it. That gets the message across, I guess. As if we guessed the word you, it was the solution. As if, as if you guessed the word you. Did we spell Uh, it properly? (laughs) You did. Okay. But it uh, took so we, many guesses that the entire hangman was drawn before we got a three-letter word. So. That is true. That is true. It was a complete hangman. Yeah. So it took you a while. 
Uh, we cut to you two watching him from the mirror like scheming geniuses. Uh, your plan is working. <laughs> Are we sunburned? Were we in the sun? The sun no, no, you okay. just trapped him in there. Uh, okay. You have your natural hot dog skin glow. Mm-hmm. Just Hulk Hogan, way too tanned, barbarian brother look. Perfect. Thank you. Dave, uh, you tell the security guard there's a bomb threat and you need to check Councilman Stewart's car. Peter... You come out a second later and ask. The same thing I said when I went in. Get a barbarian point. Pretty much. You say, which way did I go? Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. Now, does the security guard do a double take? Absolutely not. He does fucking not. (laughs) Just dead eye does not. All right. You find the councilman's car. What'd you do to it? The two of you. What'd you do? Uh, Swain, I'll let you take this one. Um obligatory street fighter 2 e honda level reference i filled the trunk with spaghetti while he was doing that <laughs> i punched it the sauce is... back out <laughs> oh my it is God. much stranger than that what you did is you turned it completely upside down in its parking spot oh. totally untouched but now upside down <laughs> okay gotcha <laughs> Do you see us lift it and wrestle it into place, or this happens? No, off he just comes out and finds it upside down. Great, hmm. that makes sense. And uh, that makes this more sense. mentally destroys him. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah, yes. of course, his soul is shattered. God has forsaken him. That's why the universal symbol <laughs> for the Dark Knight of the Soul is a little car upside down logo. Yeah, that's the key to the human soul yeah. has been flipping somebody's car upside down, but otherwise not harming it at all. That's like an uh, H.P. Lovecraft thing. Uh, one of the books is just everyone's cars get flipped upside down and it drives them all, you know, mad with madness. I mean, that's really inferred because what he really says is that you couldn't explain what you're looking at when what they did to the car. Like words can't explain it. I'm just shrieking sounds of madness as I try to describe an upside down car. So he is totally destroyed. He renounces evil entirely. Uh, He wants out of the scheme. He calls Chamberlain and says, no more. I'm done. Uh, Minutes later, Bob, the driver from the start, shows up in his limo. And uh, you guys know what that means. He's he's in trouble. He's going to die. What do you do? Well, we know how to... I feel like we're on a roll turning cars upside down. You want to try that? (laughs) Um... We that solved so plug, much last time. We plug the errant, the extant steering wheel in on the passenger side. And it somehow works, and we use of the power of brotherhood to dual steer the car, flipping it upside down, which is good. It's good that that happens. I like the idea of the magic, but there's not enough force. Uh, <laughs> if you would like, maybe plug the steering wheel in. And then it like had plugged into his spine and then you get to twist him around like a towel. Sure. That would have been great. Uh, no, uh, what you do is you just silently watch, yeah, watch as him Bob die. kills him. Yeah, absolutely. That's a barbarian three times. Thing. Every time there's yeah. a ranged weapon with these barbarians, they just like watch somebody die, <laughs> even look, if that's themselves. Like, that's faster than I can do. Yeah. I can't do it. So you see. sit there mutely watching as he runs the man down, reverses into him, then puts it into drive and runs over him again. All the while, you are doing nothing. You just sort of watch. Uh, but then he's getting away. Check. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then he's getting away. So that I think 
chasing something yeah. uh, triggers those instincts in you again. Sure. So you call an ambulance over the radio and then set off in hot pursuit, but you're thwarted by the ambulance, which is already here and cutting you off. It's it's a movie forgot about time and uh, and how time works, and it's not a bit, and it's never commented on. It seems like it's a perfectly logical thing that you got on the radio and went, we need an ambulance, and then went out to pull out, and the ambulance cut you off, and you're like, ah. Well, maybe the film takes uh, place from our perspective, and so that's why everything's so fucked up. This is a sub-story uh, from the Bringing Out the Dead expanded universe. It's just they cut out everything where a barbarian brother wasn't really paying attention, right. so he just kind of sat there staring off into the distance for a while, thinking about gains, and then, oh, the ambulance is here. Yeah. And then they take eat a few handfuls of uh, protein powder, turn a cat inside out. They just carefully edited out protein powder time. Uh, Dave, you jump out to yell at the ambulance, and when you look back, your brother is gone. <gasps> yeah, you're getting chewed out by your chief. While Peter, you have taken off. You empty a safe deposit box containing that shining silver card. Uh... Like it's a reveal. But we knew you had it the whole time, from the very first scene of the movie. Well, look, uh, your next people stop. know Bruce Wayne is Batman. It's still a hell of a ride. <laughs> your next stop is a prison where you meet with somebody famous. Who do you meet with? It's not James uh, Zuhan? Sandra Bullock from Bird Box, specifically. Ooh. <laughs> the Sandra Bullock that can't go outside, right. specifically. She's terrified of space and sound or something like that. No, it's it's David Carradine. Oh, of course, playing himself. Uh, I maybe uh, he is in this movie for maybe ninety seconds. Hmm. He he's your thief master. He trained you in the art of thievery. Uh, he tells you the silver card is a depository card, which unlocks access to five billion dollars in diamonds. Jesus, <laughs> but not so fast. Even if you use the card and you're led into that vault, there are security systems. What security systems are inside that vault? Uh, I um, bet it's probably smashing walls, like like walls that a barbarian could hold open if they were like. I was really gonna say, strong. yeah, a big weight you have to lift, and it's so big that to lift it off the button that triggers the alarm, people are like, I mean, that's pretty secure. Who could lift that? Who? Yeah, those are great instincts. Take a barbarian point. The bull would be. A... Thank you. It's another vault. There's another vault oh, in the vault. Okay, is the problem. Yeah. Uh, why he says he says this tiring he says this even if you got in there why you'd need a construction crew to blast you out (laughs) something about construction hold on i've dave i've got it an inside out cat (laughs) an upside down cat (laughs) if you could put it upside no uh, Dave, somehow you know about this conversation. Don't question it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're at Kent Construction, sneaking in undercover. Barbarian fashion check. What's your undercover sneaking <laughs> outfit? Um, black unitard and Timberland boots. Like Worf War in the Birthright episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Of course, episode Pretty good. 17.4. That's right. <laughs> Pretty good, but I'm not going to give you a barbarian point for knowing some nerd shit. Oh, that's uh, fair. Sure. Yeah, uh, your 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 undercover outfit. Uh, you should have known this from the start. Is is no change. Uh, you show up and you put on a comically small hard hat, 
And other than that, exactly the same clothes. You are immediately caught. It does not work. What, the parachute uh, pants? Chain... No, you have the so tight acid wash jeans. Oh, okay, great. And the half of a child's sweater. I was trying to keep my mental picture coherent. And uh, also, you're fucking enormous. So mm-hmm. obviously anybody on the site would be like, hey, I don't remember having an ogre like work here. Do you remember an ogre? I don't remember I no don't ogre. Care. Like not in disguise? I've always been here. The ogre was inside your heart the whole time. Anyway, what I love about this movie is that it immediately doesn't work with no comment. Somebody just pulls a gun on you like, nope. Oh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and Cham- Chamberlain has you tied up. Uh, you say, they got the wrong guy. But uh, they don't believe you, of course, until Peter shows up to save the day. Now, there are two of you, and they see it. Do the guards do a double take? Oh, 100% no. <laughs> Definitely not. Hell yes, they do a double take. What a trick. <laughs> Each You, you and take one trickster one. point. <laughs> I, I will. I will take that. Thank you. I'll use it. Each and every one of them does a double take, and we watch them all individually. Like, gag like the movie knows, mm-hmm. we are owed double takes. They each get to play it out. It's great. Well, they figure if you take those double takes and spread them evenly throughout where double takes should have been now you're cooking like now you got them yeah you're we're we're even they're like shit we forgot to do a double take like eight times in this movie it's a twin movie what are we doing (laughs) uh peter they tell you to drop the gun reminder you just pulled it on them what do you do i drop it yeah you do you take a barbarian point (laughs) you immediately drop it you're confused by guns you just it puts you in anxious space i don't know what i'm doing if there's a gun Range well, I don't know. All right, it's yours. Uh, you're now tied up back to back with your brother while Chamberlain and Kent prepare the super heist of a century. I guess they're going to steal every diamond in the world. I love it so much. <laughs> it's it's the first thing a child would come up with if they were playing heist. I'm going to steal every diamond in the world. But this movie, dead ass serious. <laughs> just that's the stakes. Is there a uh, second part of the plan? No, Sell them that's to it. Whom? Tied up. <laughs> no. No thoughts. Then you have all the diamonds, and it's the best. <laughs> and then you're happy. An in and of itself. Okay. You're tied up back to back. How are you going to get out of this one? I mean, there's just no question how to get out of this. We we flex Triangle. our giant muscles together oh. as a, as brothers. Sure, flex our way out. That's fair. I'm. I mean. Sean's Would you like to try like a flip or something? I mean, nine to twenty-one. So I think I'm we could take turn towards each other and start to make love and let the violence of that break our bonds, while uniting our brotherhood bronze. Tear away parachute pants that we strangle a passing guard with. But uh, let's just flex our way out. Keep it simple, stupid. God, that's so that's so perfect. You both get a barbarian point. That is absolutely what should have happened <laughs> in every other movie. It does happen. But not here. Uh, they just untie you and then take you outside to kill you for no reason. Oh, okay. Uh, you guys start to argue, and then you slowly turn the argument into punching guys around you, and this works. Uh, that allows you to get the drop on them somehow. It's the flexing then, out of it of the mind. <laughs> yeah. But then Bob remembers he has a gun, and he, and he pulls the gun on you. You're oh, about to die. Yeah. But somebody saves the day. Who saves the day? Okay, so it's we have only a couple other characters. There's the cat. There's uh, Whitney Dead Regan. Partner. There's the bikini jeeps. Or the, the, or the jeep bikini girls. Or unknown third twin brother. 
that oh, we've no, I like bikini jeeps. Bikini, we'll keep jeeps. The bikini jeeps. The bikini jeeps uh, might be there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like Swaim's idea. I think it's a, a third version of us. God, that would be so great. Uh, Swaim, you can get a barbarian point yes. for that. Sean, take a barbarian point for bikini jeeps. Well, I love thank it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's Whitney. It's Whitney Regan. And he blows away Bob with a shotgun like it's nothing. Turns out he's super competent at his job. Who would have, who would have thought? He uh, he saves you and then he runs off to get back up while you guys go after Kenton Chamberlain. Jesus. But he trips over a barrel on the way. Uh, what do you guys say about that? Uh, I'm barreled over with laughs at this guy, this nerd here. Donkey Kong. <laughs> no, you say, what a dick. And then you agree. <laughs> yeah, what a dick. <laughs> what a dick. Huh. That's our catchphrase. I know. I know. <laughs> that's the scene. That's the that's the punchline we hey, end on. He's set real, up for him to. He's the uh, guy Pierce of, as is to L.A. Confidential as he is to our universe. It feels like. <laughs> what, a like what a dick! What a dick! Nobody likes Yeah, what a dick! Good. Just saved our lives. Perfect. Skilled. Showed great confidence. But he trips over a barrel. Yeah. Turn on him instantly. All right, the heist is on. Kent Construction is drilling into the vault, or maybe the second vault, it's not clear, from a nearby tunnel. Fuck that whole card thing the movie was about. None of it matters. Uh, they're in. They're vacuuming They're vacuuming up all the diamonds with just shop vacs, like on their backs. They're filling up shop vac tanks okay. with all of the world's diamonds. I'm on board. That's yeah. this heist. Uh, you guys muscle hustle up to catch them, but don't. Uh, they close the door on you. They lock it. Uh oh, that—that's how the big heist showdown ends. Uh, that was it. Okay. <laughs> that, that that scene stopped. Great. You got locked in. Uh, we cut away while you figure out how to go back around. I guess. Sure. I think we could go for a costume change. Yeah, you would think that. No. All right. Just no. the perspiration issue at this point. Yeah, we fought several people under false pretenses. I'm telling you. Yeah. But well, we'd usually have it's like the third twenty installment. It has to fuck with you. A lot of baby powder going on. So they just escaped. Uh, we now cut to the airfield where Kent, Chamberlain, and a host of other evil businessmen we have not seen before are all literally toasting to evil. And they take a drink and all of them die, except for two. It is poisoned. Oh, Let's do man. a roll switch. Sean, you're Kent. Every one of your comrades just dropped dead, but you didn't drink the champagne. What do you say? Uh, let's see. Uh, a toast to my success, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Take a Kent point. Thank you. Uh, what you actually say is, whoa, whoa? <laughs> you're just utterly clueless. You have no idea what happened. <laughs> Swaim, you're Chamberlain. Every one of your comrades just dropped dead, but you didn't drink the champagne. What do you say? To evil, more, more like to poison. <laughs> that sounds similar like it laugh, would be in this similar movie. Similar laugh to Sean Baby's laugh. Uh, you say, "Oh, I forgot you don't drink, Kent," and then you shoot him dead. Oh, at it's least great. I was it's right. It's one that good I did moment. It. Yeah. Uh, and then you <laughs> you shoot him dead, and then you hop in the most hilariously tiny slow golf cart that they could find, well, and it's loaded it. with all of the world's all diamonds the world's in diamonds. the back. Nice. God, I love it. And you can tell because they're and labeled in a big sack. 
No, they're in big clear containers right. with open tops so that you can see them. Uh, you, <laughs> you escape at like 1.4 miles an hour and struggling to do that. Uh, you arrive at your private plane, ready to fly away and get away with it perfectly. But what do you see? Oh, it's upside down for sure. The plane, yeah, the plane has been <laughs> turned upside down off camera. Uh, no, the much like the ballerina, he's balancing it, the tip of the nose of the plane in his palm, spinning it idly just as a standing threat. It's the two nope, brothers. Sean, take a barbarian point. Oh, thank the you. plane, the entire plane has been turned upside down. <laughs> Holy fuck, I was right? <laughs> Holy shit. I only changed, I it literally only changed movie. direction to spice it up just to keep <laughs> doing the same thing again. Uh, finally found uh, the movie's tone. It. You finally got there. You finally upside got there. The pilot's still in the plane comically waving his arms like, oh no. Are they, are they upside down as well? Are they like, Yes. Okay. Yes, he's strapped in. He's upside down. Good. All right, you're switching back, ain't it? Nice to be meet again. Swaim, you are Dave again, and uh, Chamberlain tries to bribe you with, let's repeat it, all of the money <laughs> in the world. Well, all How the do you respond? Diamonds. All the diamonds in the world. How do you respond? What have you given me in silver lately? <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good for this movie. You're nailing down this movie, if not the barbarian spirit. All right, you get a you get a barbarian. Point no, I know I'll never please you. I'm just going for accuracy to the film. You've, you've pleased me so many <laughs> oh, times. Uh, your actual response is you shoot the diamonds. Go! <laughs> oh, that's so obvious. God. Every time that you find one. out, you're like, of course it's that, of course. Now, by of this course. movie's logic, that, that might set off a chain reaction explosion. <laughs> that might, yeah, yeah maybe fusion might be happening. Anything can happen at this point. All right, Chamberlain now attempts to appeal to your greed, Peter, and your stupidity, Peter, <laughs> by literally hypnotizing you with diamonds. And I'm going to do his speech here. Okay. You certainly should be able to appreciate my offer. Look at them brilliant it's like they're alive they don't really reflect light it seems to emanate from them they sparkle like dreams with power it appears to be working on you Uh oh peter you may you might be hypnotized by diamonds what do you say you have two you have two one-liners let's hear both okay the first one is a seven-minute fart sound. <laughs> I just had to get the hypnosis out of my brain. It's the only way I know how to do it. Uh, the second one is, um, oh, I thought I left that down the titties of that ballerina. And then I reached to grab it uh, violently, punching Kent in the face. <laughs> the second one I will give you, I'll, I, there were two points at stake. I'll give you one of them okay. for the second one. That's okay. great. Uh, your actual lines are, you know what? You're as dumb as I look. Okay. And your second line is, book them, Davo. Wouldn't have gotten either of those in a million years. In a million years. <laughs> Where did book them, Davo come from? <laughs> he said that right back to back. You know what? You're as dumb as I look. Book them, Davo. <laughs> I believe uh, you that oh, that's no, the exact the... delivery. <laughs> it is. The pilot shoots you, Peter. You turned him upside down. It should have been impossible. Pilots work on turtle rules. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are out of the final showdown. God damn it. Mm. It's the second time I got shot in this Crazy. movie. Yeah, it is. 
Uh, Dave, it's all up to you. You are hunting a very old, and I stress very tiny, bank manager. Roddy McDowell, he played a very small monkey in his prime. Mm-hmm. He is the size of one of your legs. Uh, your jeans would fit him perfectly, but that's a choice you made. He has a comically tiny pistol. It might be a squirt gun. You are an impossible beef feast, and you have a shotgun. Somehow this hunt has played for extreme tension. And then... What's the end then, Swain? What happens? I take cover behind a rock, and I'm getting shot at, shot at, dodging. It feels like the bullets are somehow closing in, getting closer and closer to finding their mark. And then I realize, with my shotgun, I can shoot at the base of the rock formation over and over until I use all my ammo, creating a Roadrunner-esque, top-heavy stone that I then put my back against and do squats at until it collapses, crushing my foe from above. My God, that is the perfect ending for this movie. It's got the Looney Tunes thing. It swerves wildly from the detective thing. It uses the lift. That is great. That is not what happens. Uh, he stops sneaking and just walks up to you and you blow him to hell with your shotgun. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's the end. It's weird. It's sudden. It doesn't try to do anything clever. It's very anticlimactic. And if you'll remember, that's a Barbarian Brothers ending, baby. This is Every single movie. This is Barbarian. We don't high five or anything? Well, no, there's a little exit scene. But this is how every villain is defeated. And the Barbarian Brothers, uh, he has you cornered with a crossbow. And then he forgets that he doesn't have a finger to pull the trigger. And goes, oh, and then you kill him and it's over. Uh, In Twin Sitters... He has you cornered with a gun, and then some cop from off-screen shoots him. You have nothing to do with it. <laughs> and then in this, he just, like, drops the whole thing, walks up, and dies. Good for him. All right. Maybe these screenplays are, like, like the action scenes are underwritten, where it just says, like, like they figure someone else will make it work later. Like, he, he gets shot, and then the director got the screenplay, and they're like, oh, that's all that happens? Okay. Like, he didn't, like, make it his own. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, fine. It's a Barbarian Brothers movie. They'll improv it. They'll come up with something better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out on the day of. And then they just, they just don't. All right, let's do the stinger scene. Dave, you come out to see a trail of diamonds. Peter, you are escaping with every diamond in the world hauled by the tiniest, slowest golf cart ever made. Your brother, you're like 100 feet away. Your brother will catch you with very little effort in seconds. What do you do? Um... I mean, this is the freeze frame of the end of the movie. I just make a funny face and wait for that. Oh, you get a barbarian point. Oh, thank you. You turn around and wave like a little stinker while synths kick in. And, yeah, you get another barbarian point because that is the freeze frame. We do freeze frame. <laughs> I slap my forehead and say, oh, brother, just as I freeze. And you get a barbarian point for that because you, right before that happens, you yell, Peter, like a, like a Flintstones nice. thing, and then you start running him down. And that's how we end the movie. Amazing. All right. Finally, for one million barbarian (laughs) points, who wrote this movie? Now, you both might know the name. Sean, you definitely do. Oh. Uh, Shane Black. Somebody I definitely know. Uh, Imagine if Shane Black fucked up this badly. <laughs> like being, this is, this is what I do, bitch. This is all that I do. And then he turned this in. And they're like, the fuck is going on? Uh, no, I'm, hold on. Let me upload a file to our Discord chat here. 
who actually wrote this movie is Hollywood himbo Kurt Wimmer, most famous for Equilibrium. Oh, that's amazing. Sure. That's and he lucky. Looks, he looks like that. The guy that looks like that wrote this as his movie. He'd be a good Encino man. He's got a real like Australopithecus thing to him. Yeah, he's got some yeah, like, he's got grooves. Real hunky caveman. He's got man. that fuckable caveman. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah, he wrote this. He wrote Point Break. He wrote Equilibrium. He wrote the Total Recall reboot. Uh, the the Point Break reboot, it should be said, right. not the good one. Okay. Uh, he wrote the amazing Ultraviolet, and this was his first script. This is why we have Kurt Wimmer, and thank God we have Kurt Wimmer. Yeah. Equal. Can I read you some real quick Kurt Wimmer quotes? Sure. I'd love nothing more. Uh, He had just dropped out of art school, disillusioned because everyone there thought they were an artist. He came to hate art, and then he wrote Equilibrium, and that's what Equilibrium was about. One beautiful, harmless dope's return to liking art. (laughs) Here's how he explains it, and this did show up in another of our very early podcasts, but I love it so much. He says, on writing Equilibrium, Then I started writing The Thomas Crown Affair, which is about a man who was extremely passionate about art. And in doing so, I found myself visiting a lot of museums for research and reviewing a lot of the stuff I'd learned in school. I was just blown away by how how good some of the stuff was. (laughs) I had really talked myself into believing it was all shit. It was a complete awakening for me. Art. Oh, no. (laughs) I was just blown away by how good some of the stuff was. Some of the stuff in museums, real good stuff in there. Those masters, they knew what they was doing. In response to the critical reception of Equilibrium, Wimmer said, Why would I make a movie for someone I won't want to hang out with? Have you ever met a critic you didn't want to party with? I haven't. Wait, there's too many negatives there. Is he saying... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Is he saying he wants to party with the critics? Sounds like... I think think he's trying to say, in a very smart way, uh, I don't want to party with critics. Therefore, I made a movie for people who like to party. Dicka here. The Grabowski is a kid who isn't a fair-haired kid on the block because everybody wants to be that kid. That's a Smith. And a Grabowski has to is a bad guy a little bit, but not a bad guy. A Grabowski has to work a little bit harder. It's the American dream. Here are the most supreme Grabowskis I know. Three-finger Louis Grabowski. Aaron Croston is one hell of a Grabowski. Adrian H. Grabowski. The H stands for Grabowski. Aiden Moek Grabowski. Alpha Scientist Javo Grabowski. Andreas Larson is so Grabowski it has become a problem with friends and loved ones. Armando Nava Grabowski. Benjamin Cyronin Grabowski. Bim Talzer Grabowski. Brandon Garlock Grabowski. Brian Saylor Grabowski. Brianne Whitney Grabowski. Brockway Loves the Meat Millie Grabowski Jr. Cyril the Grab Grabowski. 
Rev Grabowski, the Grabowski Mechanic, Chase McPherson Grabowski, Chris Brower, the Power Grabowski, Curious Glare Grabowski, Dan B, a Grabowski Tonight, Dean Costello Grabowski, Donald Finney Grabowski, Dr. Awkward Grabowski, my family doctor and personal Grabowski, Eric Spalding Grabowski, Fancy Shark Grabowski, Jellaho Grabowski, Hambone Grabowski, Haraka Grabowski, Hot Fart Grabowski. A Grabowski's kind of a fart in an elevator of society, you know? Jaber L. Aiden Grabowski, John Dean Grabowski, John McCammon Grabowski, John Minkoff Grabowski, the Grabowski Weapons Master, Josh S. Grabowski, Ken Paisley Grabowski, K&M Grabowski, and that stands for Killer New Motherfather Grabowski. A Grabowski doesn't swear, but he lets you know when he wanted to. Laziest Man on Mars Grabowski, the hardest working Grabowski. Mark Grabowski, the laziest Grabowski. Matt Riley Grabowski, Michael Lair Grabowski, and Michael Wells Grabowski. We call them the Mike Grabowski brothers. They are not brothers. Mike Styles Grabowski, Moju Grabowski, N.D. Grabowski, and that stands for No Duh Grabowski. They're the sassy Grabowski. Neil Bailey Grabowski, Neil Schaefer Grabowski, Nick Ralston Grabowski, Nick H. Grabowski, and the H stands for Grabowski again. Ozzy Olin Grabowski, Patrick Herbst Grabowski, Rain Vargas Grabowski, the Grabowskiest Grabowski. Rhiannon Grabowski, Rich Joslin Grabowski, Zarkovsky Grabowski, who was already part Grabowski, the ski part. Toasty God Grabowski, Tom Sakula Grabowski, Tommy G Grabowski, and the G stands for Good, Yosarian Grabowski, and Timmy Leahy Smith. You know what that means, Grabowskis. This man is a natural born enemy of Grabowskis everywhere. I declare a Grabowski holy war. Every true and faithful Grabowski must pick up axe and flame and take to the streets to- No, get off me. No corner of this earth can be rendered safe for a smith or I will not think this through. I have justice on my side. You can't silence the Grabowskis. We are Legion. We are Grabowski. We will have our revenge.